Welcome, everybody, to the June 23rd episode of Dan Excelsior, the Mostly Marvel podcast. Today, we are talking about The Flash, Secret Invasion, and a little bit of news. Um, not to wait too long, but let's get out my co-host for this week. I got Dennis and Zach. Wow, that was fast. I was trying to nice. work in a, a submarine joke, but I, I couldn't... Uh, I couldn't do it. For the record, you gotta you gotta say the year because we've been doing this show so long that uh, this is not our first June that we've we done should, this. We should just show. number them. Yeah, I I do number them. They they are numbered. What number are we on? Uh, Ninety two. What number was Zach's last episode? Oh man, it was fifty one. <laughs> really? Fifty one. He wow. was here. Peacemaker. He was here during Peacemaker in January of 2022. Uh, and I believe he called dibs. I should have got the clip. But Zach, you called dibs on whenever the Flash comes out. You want to be there. And I had no idea that the Flash would come out. And the same week, we would have to talk about Secret Invasion. So <laughs> you had to do extra homework for Double this one. Well, yeah, I, mean, I had to watch the show too. You know, I made, I made the sacrifice. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. God damn, we had you on before the hierarchy of the DCEU changed. Oh, man. Uh, we're in uh, much darker days for DC right we now. We had you, know? you at the peak of, of where the DC. <laughs> Little did we like, know we were at the top of the mountain. That was the top of the mountain right there. That show is the peak of, of DC uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it had great world building. It had great storytelling. It had a, a great pace. And and it even had like cameos from the Justice League, including the Flash. Man, the Flash got so many cameos leading up to his first movie ever. It's ridiculous. That's right. Um, Do I remember correctly? That, were there naked people in that show? Was there naked people in the first episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that show was yes. crazy. Yeah, there was nudity it's in the first episode. Very R. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Peacemaker has sex in that episode, huh? Yeah. No, okay, yes, he does. I'm not crazy. Yeah. No, yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, I, I, I know we kind of like had a, a structure, I think kind of planned, I don't know, but I kind of feel like it should be dealer's choice, like, or, or in this case, our special guest choice, Zach, when we do get to talking about the spotlights for these, which would you rather do first? Would you rather talk about the flash or would you rather talk about secret invasion first? I guess uh, really it's like, to do the, which would you want to flash first on? to get the negative stuff out of the way? I, I was much higher <laughs> in Secret Invasion, so we'll probably end a, a half well, note in Secret Invasion. I think you heard it there, folks. I think that was a sneak peek at at, at uh, what we're looking to, to to assess the flash right there. So uh, <laughs> if you're in the comment section and you have some different opinions, feel free to chime in so we can tell you how wrong you are. <laughs> so we had, we had a... What else, what have you guys been up to for this week? What you what you guys nerding out on? Uh, Zach, go for it. Uh, not too much this week. Um, my kid got me into playing Vampire Survivors. I've been playing that Seems a amazing. lot lately on the Xbox. Yeah, it's it's pretty damn good. Uh, he just finished like the final level on his phone, so he's all excited. But yeah, that game is really fun. So I've been playing a lot of that. Um, a lot of Stardust Valley. Oh, it's so good. It's coming to Switch so with multiplayer. So. Interesting. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Okay. It's it's what difficult, else? but it's it's super fun. Okay. 
Uh, that's pretty much it. Just that and work. So I, I leave a, a pretty boring life. So occasionally some movies, some video games, but pretty, pretty dull over here, you know? Okay. All right. I see. I see. Uh, I, I've been uh, cranking out uh, a lot of toy photography stuff. Uh, I'm trying to get ready. I, I've got, uh, I'm going to be uh, selling and exhibiting uh, two boards worth of stuff at Comic-Con this year. Um, two four by four boards uh, are going to be filled up with my art uh, because I just got done uh, winning my second award uh, for one one of my pictures at the uh, San Diego County Fair, and I'm pretty excited. So I'm making the push now that I'm a multi award winning photographer. So I've just been playing with my toys, taking pictures, and getting stuff ready. I'll be sharing that stuff soon on uh, Patreon. And then other than that, uh, I've been binging ghosts. I actually just finished it today on Paramount Plus. Ghost is pretty funny, man. It's it's kind of meta. It's got um it's got the the girl from uh, I Zombie in it, but uh and it's got the guy um I forget his name uh uh it's the, uh, have you ever seen um Game Over Man? I've I have only seen the first half when I was at your house of that movie. But. You never saw the last half. Have mm. you seen that? No, I haven't. Man. You guys need to see that movie. But um, it's got this comedian on there. Uh, he plays like a chic, and uh, he does some really amazingly disgusting stuff in that movie that I've never seen. I've never seen done in a comedy before. It's it's amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, he plays. He's he's in Ghost as well. But it's like based on a UK series where like this this couple inherits like a super old manor. Um, it's a movie or a show? It's a show. It's a show. Oh, it's here. okay. It's like the CBS show or whatever. It's a CBS show. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And, and they inherit a manor and uh, this woman ends up falling downstairs, dies for two minutes. And then uh, they resuscitate her. And when they bring her back home, she can see all of the ghosts that live in that super old manor. And, uh, it's pretty funny, man. Like, there's even like episodes where they get the ghost to play D and D with them and stuff. Like, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's very charming. You and it's very CBS, own. but uh, I enjoy that one. And then I watched Terrifier two today. That's a, that is a not for children. Not safe. Not safe for work either. Do not. <laughs> Oof, that is some grim stuff. Um, I don't think I've ever seen somebody just rip a penis off somebody else but i did today i did today yeah, on the, the wrong hub tabs yeah <laughs> um but so hopefully uh you know zach zach your, your kid wasn't watching tonight but um uh, <laughs> no 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 not today <laughs> okay uh but definitely don't recommend terrifier 2 to your kid uh not a great one but yeah so that's my spectrum i got the sweet cbs comedies and then i got the gore fest over on the other end that's that's my range of nerdiness. Yeah. What about you, Ricky? Well, um, you're going to hate me for saying work, um, but I'm halfway through a two-week notice. <laughs> so there's been some changes. Um, but personal or fun stuff, you know, I've been watching, I love King of the Hill. And uh, Selena has not seen King of the Hill, so we were slowly but surely going through like three or four episodes of an evening. It's coming together. back, right? Yeah, they are bringing it back. And um, man, that show is just the greatest. Living living in Texas for as long as I did, the the subtle nuances of uh, 
characters that they bring on the show and, and the dumb stuff, dumb stuff that they do is just like yeah. spot on, like my childhood. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't think I've ever disliked anything Mike Judge has ever done. So like, you know, that's just it's just the evolution of him. He just keeps topping himself. Like, I don't know if you watched the Beavis and Buttheads on uh, on Paramount Plus, but I've seen a few of them. They're 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 quite they're enjoyable right. as well. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. I think he rides a line of like at least with Kingville, it's like it's it's not offensive comedy, but it still kind of strays in interesting directions. Like it's not like I would yeah. say completely safe show. Well, you know, um, Beavis and Butthead was based on like two people he knew in high school that just like were the dumbest people he's ever met <laughs> in his life. Like that's 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 where they come from. So I'm sure King of the Hill comes from you know personal stories as well. It, it feels personal. I also watch The Incredible Hulk. It's on Disney Plus now. So we are one or two Spider-Man away from having a full MCU on, on one, Disney Plus. One, one Spider-Man away. They they do not have No Way Home. Okay. They they have Homecoming and Far From Home now on Disney Plus. That's uh, pretty good. That's a pretty good. They also have Venom on Disney Plus. Yeah. But not Venom Two. Oh, That's you know. great. Yeah. <laughs> Morbius will be there soon. No. No, it will not. Craven will be there in a year. Oh, speaking of, you're going to talk about that? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Hey, Craven the Hunter, the trailer for the upcoming Sony Studios movie in association with Marvel um, got or the trailer came out. What do you guys uh? What do you guys think? Villains aren't born; Zach. they're made. I'll let Zach go first. I mean, I'm not too familiar with Craven, but it definitely looks bad. I'll give it that. <laughs> You're not familiar with his blood, lion blood origin, or his his dad, and maybe a rhino. No, like, just from like, yeah, the, like the Spider-Man games back in the day. Maybe I think he was in one of those. But yeah, like I'm not too familiar with the the lore of the character. But yeah. The guy looks there is no lion's blood in the comics okay it's not that's not see that's see that's the thing that's the thing like this is what pisses me off the most about sony's movies um they intentionally show you how wrong the origin story is in the trailer like they just they're just like they're like hey i know you care about this but we're automatically fucking it up like and then I it makes me just not want to see the movie because like why why was it so hard why did it have to be a weird like steroid lion bleeding into his mouth instead of him you know meeting a voodoo witch doctor named Calypso and taking an herbal potion which enhanced his physical powers like I don't understand why it has to be something different like why does it always have to be different with well, I think them Calypso's in this right she might be. Like, I hope the trailer's lying to us and that that blood has nothing to do with it. I hope that's not even in the movie. Like, that's I just mean, dumb. It's, it's, he looks like a craven. He sure. Has, he has a like, fur. Why? So, dude, why is he sitting on, like, Hella's head? <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's sitting like, on Hella. I, I think, well, are we all going to watch it? I'll watch it on TV. Okay. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm just, I, I still have never seen. I've never seen Venom two. Venom two. I, I haven't seen it because I just don't 
care to go see these. Like, honestly, like, remember, I, I'll never stop bringing it up. Like, Frank quit the show so that he wouldn't have to go see Morbius. <laughs> bit extreme, I know he though. quit for other reasons, but that was a big one. It was like... That's that's a good reason, though, if you're going to use it. That's that's a good one. Like, we're supposed to be having fun doing this, you know? Like, this is it's supposed to be a fun experience when we want to go see these superhero things. But Sony keeps, like, peeing in the pool, man. They're not even peeing in the pool. They're shitting the pool. Like, it's just, like, it's terrible. Like, the Spider-Man animateds are the only saving grace right now. And, obviously, the Tom Holland movies, which are done with, you know, Kevin Feige's oversight. But, like, all this shit they're doing on the side, it hurts, man. It just hurts. Like, the thing is, like, if your hero is only as good as your villain your villain is only as good as your hero. And so if you choose to do movies about villains, but don't include the hero, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's just masturbation is what well, it is. Like, like who, it's else, not... who else fights? Maybe he'll fight black cat or, or someone, you know, another spider adjacent person, uh, Jessica Drew. I don't know. I You know, the worst part is like when Ryan Coogler was making uh, Black Panther, he originally asked if he could use Craven, and they like, they had to say, oh man, you can't use him because Sony's already got dibs. And it's like, you know, whatever Ryan Coogler did with this character would have been 18 times better than what we're getting right now. And that's just a bummer. Like, I could be okay with Craven facing off against Black Panther before meeting Spider-Man. That's fine. But what's Craven going to do in this movie? He's going to kill poachers? That's like hypocritical is what that is. That's I don't even understand him. Like that's like the worst villain. He's just a giant <laughs> hypocrite. Like I don't get it, man. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I know you'll maybe, watch it. Maybe with a drink in my hand and, you know, just You'll watch it and then you'll come back and you'll say Craven was fun and that's it was that fun. Is, i'm going to have fun and if 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 i see people die in weird ways craven does craven things with this craven spear you don't know what craven things are I can lion assume, stuff you know yeah lion stuff and he was gonna fight rhino i mean and, and come on guys <laughs> that's, He's with that's me. tony's motto I have a month to justify my uh, So if it checks that box, yeah, I'm okay with it. But my thing is, like, this is a lot of people's first, you know, first chance to meet these characters. And, like, to meet Morbius, to meet Craven, And it's like, I don't understand why this is their first chance to meet them. I mean, I do. It's called money. It's called money. That's what it's called. Like, that's the real reason we're getting this, you know, all the time. But it's just, it just looks like shit, man. It just looks like shit. It makes me sad. Like, looks like shit. Well, yes. You know what didn't look like shit across the Spider-Verse? But what might kind of look like shit is beyond the Spider-Verse. Um, oh, I cropped. It's kind of weird. Multiple reports from animators working on across the spider uh, across the Spider-Verse basically uh had comments about the erratic nature of the production stating uh you know 11 hour days seven hour work weeks very long and strenuous uh animation process i think the labor did uh pay off is pretty amazing movie right 
Yeah, then why'd you say it looked like shit? Well, you know, it's just free surfaces conversation about beyond the Spider-Verse because according to people who have knowledge of the status of that film, it is, you know, a year or two away, not not uh, March as as the original release date is, is describing. Oh, uh, so it's mm-hmm. going to get pushed. That's it's most likely going to get pushed. That's frustrating because, like, you don't end on that cliffhanger and then, like, not show up to, to deliver next year. That's rude. But I mean, this is a this is a condition. This is a case happening across all superhero movies, right? Like they're everybody's tapped for resources because everybody's just working to the, them to the bone. Like it's 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 just what it is, you know, so I'm a little torn. Like, I don't know if again, I have no skin in the game in the animation department. Um, like to me, just what it sounds like the way these things get contracted out. It's like it's more of an issue on the an- the animation company side, as opposed to to the Sony side. Does that make sense? Or any any like studio side? Because you you it's a contract at the end of the day. Well, and you're shopping you see, to like. Did you see that 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 post I sent the other day about about like the Flash, like about the animation or like the the CG work done on the yeah movie? yeah and how like this guy this. This guy that worked on that movie uh, was uh, explaining how how the whole process works, which is like uh, special effects company all make bids to do yeah. work for these things, right? For these movies. But the trick is, uh, you know, they'll say, hey, we need five minutes of, you know, we need this five minute clip. Who wants to do it? And they have to bid for it, right? But the trick is... Um, one five minute clip could just mean, oh, we need you to like put Captain America shield in the scene. Right. Or it could be, we need you to do all the layers of stuff that across this or beyond the spider verse requires to make different characters from different realities, all hang out and all move differently at the same time. You know, like, so there's no, like, there's no like cap on the amount of special effects that can have to be required of a certain scene. And so because of that, a lot of these these uh, companies are just getting strapped because like they don't like, you know, one five minute scene is gonna take significantly longer than another, depending on what's required of it. You know, like, I don't even but, wanna know but how the, long- I think the issue is they're taking, they're p- placing lower bids. And if if I'm the, the buyer, I'm gonna take the lower bid, right? Like, you know? Right, but I'm saying like, though, you know? but you're, but you're, but you're ignoring what I just said, which is, it's not fair to just say, hey, we we just need five minutes, we need this five minute clip done, you know what I mean? Like because they don't have to list every single thing until the bid is met, right? So they get the lowest cost resource and then dump eight hundred hours of work on them for five minutes of, of of movie, you know what I mean? And that's, I think it's 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 part of the disclosure that you know the the agree the way that the the agreements are working between the movie studios and these special effects companies needs to be re reworked because it's not it's not sustainable which is literally in the title of your headline right it is unsustainable <laughs> um so i i so i i feel like having worked in video games for a long time which is like adjacent to this you know like I understand that at a certain point you're 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 agreeing to do that. You know, you're working in video games, 
you're going to be working hard hours sometimes, you know, it's called crunch, whatever. It's not, it's not optimal, but like the video game industry is trying to push or find ways to work around that, you know? And so I think it's, I think it just seems like these special effects companies are just a little caught off guard because the demand for them has increased exponentially in the last few years, right? Like it didn't, it didn't used to be like that this, there was this many special effects, heavy movies every year, right? Like it's pretty nuts. Like I want to give the flash some credit. I know we're not there yet, but like <laughs> the amount of special effects that was in that movie was about 99%. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's almost the whole damn movie. And like even the scenes where people are just hanging out and talking, you can see CG faces. So it's like that movie couldn't have gotten done without like the seven or eight different special effects companies. And it, yeah, it's just rough. Yeah, that's, uh, rough. that's what I noticed just in the credits. The amount of different companies is just crazy <laughs> seeing so many different people and the special yeah. effects of that movie, you know, it, it caught me off guard. Yeah, but that's like, you know, that's like uh, at least 25% of all the blockbuster movies that we go see now, right? Is is that's that crazy level of of special effects. Like um I miss the days of practical effects. That's why I like the like the John Wick movies. It's like minimal CG. It's just the the blood splats here and there, you know, like every now and then, but like most of it's actually them doing the thing, you know, so well, another news of people not actually doing them or the thing. Oh man, your segues are so good. <laughs> Were you guys aware of the intro to Secret Invasion? Being created by AI? Being created or AI was used in the creation of that. It kind of sparked a fire on the internet. A lot of I people was got aware. upset. To the credit of the company that did make that that opening. It was, it seems like an ethical case of AI. So the art that was generated or that was the art that was sourced to generate these images was done in-house and the AI effect was intentional. But again, it still kind of sparked a, a bit of a fire on the internet. Thoughts, comments, concerns. My like wife looked at me. it. My <laughs> wife looked at it. Uh, we we were both looking at it, and she's like, "That's got to be AI." And I'm like, "I bet it is." Looked it up. She's like, "Oh yeah, it's AI, and people are pissed." But it's good to hear that it's you know ethical in theory, whatever that means. But I do get the problem, right? Is because like AI uh, is essentially like stealing like templates or whatever you want to call it from existing art that exists in, you know out there in the world, and so even though it they claim it's being ethical. It's pretty hard to prove that it's not using some methods that are derived from somebody else not getting paid for the work, right? Yeah, essentially, I think it what it boils down to is what you feed the machine, right? If it's feeding on everything, that's a little weird. That's a little problematic. Yeah. But if you're inputting the things, you know, manually and generating from that, then you know it's a different different argument. But sure, yeah, but. That said, it is a killer intro. It's really beautiful. I really liked it. I it's, I I I liked it because I got it. I mean, I don't think it's like trying to be sly that it's not no, this it was, kind of ever shifting thing. It was you know? absolutely beautiful, and uh, that's where I stand on using AI. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a tool. You can use it for good. Yeah. You can it use can it for bad. For good or for evil. But you could make the argument that anytime a giant corporation is using it, they're cutting corners and, and they're the people that don't need to be cutting corners. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they have the resource, they have the money. Um, so yeah. it's, it's scary when you see giant corporations using this tool that is supposed to level the playing field, because I don't think that's the implication when yeah. that happens, you know? Well, segueing to giant companies cutting corners, uh -oh. our last bit of news Marvel Studios is skipping Hall H this year. Um, I don't think that's cutting corners. It's not necessarily a cutting corners case, but it, from what the reporting seems to uh, say, it's it's primarily based on the writer strike. It's blocked a lot of things up. It's tying a lot of people up. It's tying a lot of access to people up. Yep. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's you know sometimes it's just easier to pull the plug, and that's what you know. Marvel Studios is not the only one that's not going. Uh, HBO uh, Warner or HBO is not going or whatever the max division is and universal is not going. So, but Warner brothers is going, right? Warner brothers has not confirmed nor denied that they're going. They probably have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they probably have nothing to show. Like it's, you know, I mean, whatever. you pull out a Superman. That's a pretty big thing to show. I'm going to say this. I'm happy. You know that I spent uh 20, some years in the trenches always there in hall h every every time marvel was there and it was really cool for a long time but for me like after endgame i didn't feel the same like obligation to to be uh consuming i mean like every single bit of, of tease that they had to give me, you know what I mean? And I say this fully aware, knowing that we've been doing a Marvel, mostly Marvel podcast for like, you know, <laughs> two years now. Um, I love, I, I love it. Marvel. It's a, lot, it's a lot of work. It's not, you know, you've, have you been, you've been at all age, right? No, I've never been. Oh man. It is. I've like watched the, uh, you know, pirate stuff here and there on it, but yeah, I've heard a lot about it, but never been personally. You know, yeah. It's well, not something thing, you just walk into. It yeah, is a very my thing much is, a, I love Marvel. I really, truly do. But I don't love Marvel enough to sit through seven hours of not Marvel uh, and all the hours it took to to get the ticket to be that. You know what I mean? Like, I have to watch a lot of crap before it. And like, that's no, it's not worth it for me. You know, like, it's kind of like the Super Bowl. Like, I don't care enough to watch football. So I'll just look up the trailers tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm. I know I'm supposed to call it the big game, but oops. Ooh. <laughs> um, I was I was referring to that bowl of noodles, you know. Yeah. The, the super bowel. Yeah. Yeah. Super super bowel. Uh, but it's I don't understand I don't understand that feeling anymore. Or I mean, sorry, I understand it. I don't have that feeling anymore. That's fair. Yeah. So well, I mean, like this, this uh, same thing, like PlayStation did their recent showcase, and like they really didn't show anything. So it's like, why go to if Comic Con if you don't have stuff to show right now? Like, clearly, Marvel doesn't have like a slate other than the Marvels, really. There's nothing else to show beyond that, really, right now, you know? Right. And if they're not going, it just it frees my conscience, well, right? Because then stuff. I, 
then I don't even have to be sad that I missed anything at all. The experience. Cause I do, I do know there's a camaraderie that comes with being there with all your friends and everything like it. It's, it's, it's a cool moment. It makes you cry harder than when you experience it, watching it on your phone for sure. But you know, knowing that they're not going means I'm not missing out and I can go enjoy everything else there is to see at the convention without having to be locked in a room with 6,000 other people giving me COVID. That's, that's just my, you know, that's well, we're not, we're not kissing in there. You know, I mean, you're definitely screaming at the top of your lungs. <laughs> so that's well, a lot of spittle. Yep. <laughs> and then rounding out the news, we got some legends. We do. We got these are actually leaked uh, this week. Um, they have not been confirmed by Hasbro, but I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to be confirmed because they look like they're already done. Uh, we're getting another wave of Disney Plus Marvel Legends. Uh, I think they look cool. It's a it's a mixed bag of, of characters from the different shows that we've experienced so far. This is, um, you know, Talos in his human form and Nick Fury. Uh, oh, but you can all you can do the head swap. That's really cool on Talos to give him the. Uh, it's funny. It's just a regular dude with like, you know, special head and and hands. Like yeah, but regular dudes are hard to come by, right? Now you got I, they're not. They make a lot of regular dudes in the MCU. But I'll take it. It's another regular dude. I really do like the Nick Fury. I'm a little weirded out that he's got the eye patch though. Does he? Like that's. Yeah, that's a little strange. Right? He shouldn't have the eye patch. Maybe it's a spoiler for later in the season. We don't know yet, you know? Maybe. Yeah. I'm kind of oh. thrown off by that toy. But what else we got? That's uh, it. Oh. Well, there was some leak stuff. I couldn't find any good shots of leak stuff. Oh, yeah. So the, the rest of the wave supposedly has got like, um, it's got Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin uh, from Hawkeye. It's got Yelena Belova from Hawkeye in her little black, in her Black Widow outfit. Um, and it's got... Uh, what if Gamora dressed in the Thanos armor? That's actually from an episode of of What If that was canceled or not canceled, but cut for the first season. But the character still showed up in the final episode of What If. Do you remember that briefly when they brought like they brought the Avengers of other universe universes? Yeah, and they, the final one. They brought, a, a, yeah, that Gamora in for like a minute and stuff. And it's because they actually made an episode with her and Iron Man. But uh, it just, you know, budget reasons, they didn't need to make it. Hmm. Um, yeah, but there's, it's, and then I think Hydra Stomper with actual uh, Steve's, Steve Rogers head is going to be the Build-A-Figure. Yeah, everyone's um, favorite thing, the Hydra Stomper. I mean, it's one, cool. Yeah. I think Steve, and, Steve is coming back in the second season of What If, so that's cool. But I think that's why they haven't officially announced this. these were leaks because I think they're waiting for What If to come out, right? That show, is that show coming out this year? Is it? Well, I mean, Rider Strike's screwing everything, but I don't know if it would screw that show because it should all be written by now, right? You would think? I don't know. I think it's just... <laughs> I think it's just Loki and Marvels this year, right? Is all that's left after Secret Invasion or no? Uh, Loki. Well, Armor Wars is going to be a movie now, right? No, you got Echo Echo later this year. Oh, yeah, okay. Echo. Daredevil yeah. was supposed to be this year. Yeah, Daredevil got pushed. Blades pushed. The Loki thing's weird, though, because they can't, because of the real life uh, stuff going on with Jonathan Majors, 
he can't appear in anything promotional. Hmm. Like anything. Wait, he can't? No, that's why if you look on the Ant-Man and the Wasp stuff, he is not on any of like the promos that they have for it. And the same thing applies for Loki, which can be a little weird. I mean, we just saw not having a star do press works really well for stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a perfect the, perfect segue. That's the other reason that this this whole this whole thing, this bubble's bursting a little bit, right? It's just people are making it awkward. Yeah. Well, people are making it awkward. Let's get into awkward people. All right. It is time to talk about the last film in the DCEU, right? Is it the last? No. No, it's not. I thought they said Aquaman's like the pseudo beginning. And that am I not mistaken for that? Oh, I see what you mean. Like in the current in the current the Snyder form. DCEU form. This is Yeah, so the it's last. DCU for, moving forward. It was DCEU. Okay. okay. I think. Oh, Maybe. okay. I sure. Know. I guess it's the final film in that. Why not? You want to give us the the the, the well, one spoiler warning if I mean I know most people actually didn't go see this movie, so <laughs> yes, based it, on the numbers, most people if did you not. care if you care about watching it eventually, uh, I guess you could go away for a little bit and come back. But like, I don't know if I you mean, should watch it. What's the synopsis? Barry Barry Allen goes back in time to correct and uh, and fix his mom's murder. <laughs> right and then gets caught in time hijinks and needs the help of a batman to get back i mean i'm missing anything Super i mean it's up. based it's based on the flashpoint paradox uh comic storyline that has already been adapted numerous times in other media uh i've seen it twice in animated form um <laughs> wait, twice? That's a good animated movie the most recent one is pretty good the Justice Society one or the Flashpoint Paradox? Flashpoint Paradox. That's not the most recent one. Okay. They did another one uh, this year, I think. Or it was called Justice Society um, something. I don't remember what the the, tag, the, the tagline is, but uh, it's basically a Justice Society movie uh, sandwiched in with a, a, a Flashpoint um, story. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to get negative off the bat. So let's let's start out with some positive things about the Flash. Zach, what what do you got? Uh, it was great seeing Michael Keaton. I mean, that was that was you know my Batman growing <laughs> up. So it was great seeing him as Batman again. Uh, it makes you wish that all uh, the Batgirl movie didn't get canned. That would have been nice to see him as you know Batman in a bigger role. But uh, Affleck's pretty good in the movie as well. Uh, Supergirl's he great is. in the movie. So there's there's some positives. Out of those three positives, I agree with one of them. Hey, this is the best Affleck's been as Batman. I mean, that is bar. That it's probably the best he's been. The opening fifteen minutes of that movie are pretty good. I I think I can. I I will. I will convict that. What? I I what the tone a lot of the the CG babies. The CG babies. that minus terrible. the babies. Minus the babies. <laughs> minus the main action of the, the 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the 
the spirit of the first 15 movies is really good. <laughs> you know, the seeing spirit. Batman in the negatives got a thing, and you know, hey Barry, I need you here. And Barry's in a different city, and then you know, oh shows man, up. that oh, running that was cool. Was that was cool. awful. It was terrible. The well, special effects takes, aside, you know, the pose he takes to get ready to run. He like holds his left foot. Like what? What is he doing? I've never seen a runner do that pose. Like that. Well, that, that running that fast. Yeah, they don't. They don't run like the Flash, Dennis. That's, that's why, why they're not running that fast because they're not doing that pose. Yeah, but, um, but, but like I, I think too. I see what what Ricky says. Like for me, it was cool to see like. It's the first movie scene where, like, the Justice League's just, it's just there, and it's just known that yeah, they're, they're there. they're doing Justice League shit. Like, ideally, had this world been set up properly, it would have been cool to see this happen, but it's been such a jumbled mess to get here. It doesn't feel authentic. Let's it was rewind. Cool to see that in a movie, at least, you know? Let's rewind for a sort second, of. though. What did the Justice League do, though? Uh, save baby Wonder Woman save pulled save him up uh, uh, the lasso, you know? Saved mm -hmm. the Gotham. What I'm saying is, like, what were the stakes like other than the the entire west wing of that hospital that somehow only had one adult person and like 16 babies and a dog i well, don't know a virus. The other people. there was a virus um okay so there was a virus that batman was going to stop okay it would have wiped out half of gotham had it fallen to the bay dennis i watched the movie twice yeah. i took copious notes <laughs> no i'm just i'm just making sure like like there, there is a big threat. There do is a you threat. feel? But do you feel it seems like that low scale for Justice League? I think is what you're saying, right? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like the scale of it, like it. But felt they, like... they joke on it though. They joke on it where Batman or uh, uh, Alfred's like, you know, hey, Flash, I'm busy, and Alfred's like, well, he called everybody, and you're the last one. You know, like he. No, no, no. I'm not knocking. The, I'm not knocking the joke about the Flash being the guy they call. I'm joking about, or I'm I'm knocking on the fact that like, why is this a Justice League thing? You know, like this is like, I feel like this should be like a Batman and Robin thing or a Batman and Nightwing thing. But like, Robin's why are we calling Superman and Wonder Woman instead? Like, I get it. Yeah. it you know, uh, the 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 virus is going to threaten half of Gotham. That's a freaking Tuesday for Batman. So when you say that's like the best bat bat. Ben Affleck Batman, I'm like, okay, it's the best Ben Affleck Batman, but that's that's a lame Batman, dude. Like, I well, yeah, it's a very look, low bar. Like I said, the Ben Affleck Batman bars is very low. Does he look cool? I like the blue. I like the blue. I'm not going to knock cool. that. The but weird, I'm saying, like, like, I just felt like looking. this was like the lowest of stakes for the Justice League. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't. It felt almost like because majority of it just felt like the shazam 2 like bridge scene but i actually liked the shazam 2 bridge scene way more because it felt appropriate for that those those heroes right that's where they are on the scale justice league like galaxy wide threats you know and that's what i'm saying like they're they're gods they're gods like so they don't need to be doing this like this is i don't know but i think of the scale weird. this movie there's much worse than this first 15 minutes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. But I'm I'm saying like the first 15 minutes set me in a bad mood pretty quickly. No. Like, no. I, I kind of did like the, the eating thing, his little glucose meter that he has on him. I, was, I wish I would, that would have been a thing in the past 
three appearances, two appearances, four, you know, four appearances. He's, he's in a lot of things. He, he's he was in the Flash, the TV show. Oh, he's in the Vice second, but you know what I mean. No, like the, he had a whole scene in that movie, in that show. He had a scene. He had lines. He had, he yeah. hung out with another Flash for like two like, minutes. A much he, better Flash. That is, every, I think everybody knows that that's the superior Flash, even if the show got really bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I. In fairness, though, Ricky, that's just Flash canon. So good for them for finally mentioning it. He has to eat a lot, a lot. Like, like I think the Justice League uh, cartoon has done it best. Where like you'll see this guy just like putting away like 40 cheeseburgers like in five seconds because that's just what he has to do you know um the 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 joke at the coffee shop where the the barista is taking their time and he's antsy because he has to go save the world but he can't just like dip out that that was funny that like that i think is i don't want to compare it but i think it's mcu level stuff you know it it gets the point across it's it's funny it's you know, you, you get the whole sense in a really cool, you know, it doesn't feel like a filler scene. Or, you know. I, I liked the scene, like, that part I liked, yes. I liked that scene because it was telling us, it was setting a tone for the movie, right? It was saying, hey, look, we could go super dark and tell you the part about the Flash, how he's like, he's like, everything is accelerated, even his perception of time. So in order, it it actually pains him to interact with everyone else on the planet because he has to slow himself down to do, to listen to people and to talk to them and stuff like that. That's actually also canon, but you know what? It's super depressing, right? So we're not going to mention that. We're going to mention the part where he has to eat food all the time and he gets really annoyed at this barista. And I thought that was the perfect level of, summer Mm -hmm. summer movie right like it's like here's where we're at this is our bar now we're we're gonna try and start moving away from grim dark dc universe let us be moving away they're gonna end on a high note they're gonna they're gonna be joyful right they're gonna be joyful and and so that is what i will give i will give the first 15 minutes credit for it was trying to be joyful Um, zach you got more or no uh, well, I say I saw it twice. I saw it the Thursday because I, I mean, there were spoilers <laughs> about it. So I wanted to make sure I didn't get them spoiled. Uh, so the first time watching it, very disappointing. Like it's super average, good at best kind of movie. Uh, I saw it again on Father's Day with my dad, and my kid. We all went to see it together and like knowing the much yeah, you lower hate expectations. Your dad, you? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't take this dad. Uh, knowing, well, I bought tickets like a month in advance. So uh, Fair enough. knowing like the lowered expectation, it was much more enjoyable the second time, but still like, it's just, it's good at best, which is disappointing from hearing, you know, James Gunn, people talking about how great it is and how it's one it of the superhero movies. And it definitely it was overhyped. that bar. It, it was sure. overhyped. Um, I will say I also did enjoy the dynamic he had with his mom. I think, the the angle that they chose to go you know because the flashback story it's, it's dark flash right or reverse flash and you kind of get super muddy if i'm not mistaken with them going back in time the heart the heart of the story is always still the same though is is barry is is going back in time to see if he can change yeah his mom's fate without really 
thinking without thinking responsibly about what that means you know like it, like it's kind of frustrating to me how like they reference back to the future on numerous occasions and yet everybody kind of you know pre event at least pre avengers endgame everybody has always cited back to the future as the the bible for how to handle time travel so like if we ever go back in time if you mess with anything expect it to be weird when you come back right like that's that's just the rule he they reference this movie in their universe and yet he does flagrant stuff like where he goes back in time and messes with things and then he's like surprised when michael keaton's batman and i'm like what that's the that's the least of your problems if Michael Keaton's Batman. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a win, I guess. You know, that's better than Ben Affleck. So yeah. <laughs> mom stuff. I, mom stuff was good. But yes, the mom the mom stuff was I I liked her performance. Yes. She she made me believe that you know she raised a mama's boy. And that's cool. Like I because you need to be a serious mama's boy. <laughs> to do what he did right you have to be like i'm not i'm not that's not a derogative thing when i'm saying it i'm just saying like that man loves his mom probably because she's like you know they didn't have to change the actress unlike the dad oh yeah they did <laughs> yeah for me the uh i didn't i mean i bought the story but like for me the only really like emotional parts the last part when he sees his mom at the, the grocery store like the mm-hmm. rest of it i didn't really feel much of a connection yeah i don't know if it's just because i don't think Ezra Miller is a very good actor like that's probably a lot of work for me it just didn't really feel that good uh, that final scene hits me pretty good but the, all the rest of it didn't really I didn't really care to be honest you know yeah well the final scene is is it's pretty hard not to be affected by it because it's basically him realizing that in order for reality to be okay he has to essentially kill his mom yeah and so like that's pretty shitty for anybody watching you know like you could have a really really horrible movie but if that's your premise and that or that's your that's your climax and and like if you don't feel something in that moment i mean you're a monster right like that's like that's yeah it's hard not to hit home with that that yeah yeah, the crux of it you know it's kind of like it's kind of like uh it's a cheap shot kind of like the you know the high evolutionary experimenting on the most adorable animals ever right like how do you come away from that movie not feeling something like that's not fair, right? Well, I, like I think that that final scene can go wrong because I mean it's essentially a, a stranger breaking down in front of a another stranger and and her you know consoling him, and I think if done improperly that could be you know it funny. Was, it was handled yeah, responsibly, was really tr- well. truthful, because sometimes you know there's a mental illness is a real thing that's that affects a lot a lot of people and. And I think it's cool to see positive examples of how to respond to that. So yeah, I, I, I won't. I'm not gonna be the guy that shits on that scene, man. That's like that's that's the like Zach said. That's the scene. That's mm-hmm. the whole movie, right? Like that's, and it's the least special effects, which makes it pretty good. Too. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's kind of cool that that's you know. That's the purest part of the movie is the part that didn't have to be tainted by the horrible effects of it. So, well, let's talk about the other parts of the movie. <laughs> so, horrible effects. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's start with Batman, Batman and Supergirl. Well, let's let's start there. You we're, know, we're, 
I will say because because Zach was saying earlier, I, like he said, it was fun. It was cool to see Michael Keaton as Batman again. I would say it was cooler than seeing Michael Keaton play Vulture in Morbius. I would not say it's as cool as seeing Michael Keaton play Batman because that wasn't Michael Keaton's Batman. There was nothing about it that said Batman to me other than him repeating, just regurgitating the lines that he said 30 years ago. Yeah, that was weird to me. Like I, I was having a hard time understanding why he was, the version we got when we met him at the beginning of the movie. Why is he bro Thor? Like I like I didn't he's old, he's retired. But why? Why like I want to know why? Like Not that's that that's the best part of like every Dark Knight returns story is you gotta learn why he retired because then it matters when he comes back. You know what I mean? Well, I think just the, the brief expedition is he basically said that Gotham doesn't need him or so Gotham's supposedly magically safe in this, this. Yeah. Version, but yeah, see, like, like that's not, yeah. I don't like that. That's not good. Yeah. Like that's well, not like, the story. Now, do we believe this is like the continuity of the Batman from Batman 89? Is that, do that, you guys believe it is that same Batman? Is that where it's supposed don't. to be? I don't. Because or just another version Batman of Batman in the, the daylight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the other weird part for me is too much daytime Batman. Like it's not, I think that's the justification for the blue suit. That's, that's daytime Batman. Yeah, but that, but the majority of Batman in daytime in this movie is Michael Keaton. Oh, okay, yep. That's I mean, sort of eh. it doesn't like he doesn't fit tonally, like or thematically, any of the things that that we remember from Tim Burton's two movies. You know, like, there's no gothicness to to like the the manner. It's just like, hey, we're having we're having pasta for breakfast you know like it's like like, it was weird it was weird to me so like does it is it nice to see michael keaton wearing the mask i i guess i don't know like i'm not i'm not a big member berries guy like you know for me it takes more than just showing me the thing to make me happy like that's why i've only ever seen batman 89 i've not seen batman returns if anything i Kind of have a soft spot for Batman and Robin because that was my Batman. Um, you mean so you yeah. love the ending, then, right? <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna pull out everyone, I mean, might as well, right? Like, I was expecting Kilmer to show up in, in some capacity. I wasn't. Um, um, I was hoping for Bale, but you know, I guess we got Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had a conversation with my wife uh, a week before we saw the movie. I saw the movie where I was like talking about how like. I wonder if Christian Bale would do it because he's always said he wouldn't do Batman without Chris Nolan. And then we were like, mm, I don't know, maybe, maybe he would. But then we thought about it and we're like, you know who would do it? Clooney. Clooney would do it. And Clooney did it. And it was. Well, that's when uh, there was all the rumors of like they reshot the ending and like a former Batman was going to be uh, at the end. And like, like logic, I'm like, well, it has to be Bale. Cause like who the hell would want Clooney to come back? <laughs> but, Bale would make more I mean, sense, right? But like, the also same. like Bale doesn't have to either. So like, yeah, he probably just didn't care, you know, or didn't who, want to. Who the hell would want Clooney back? The same movie that started with the Flash watching a barista talk about a PB and J, you know, like true. And that's and that's why I think, uh, well, yeah, that scene. You get one, you gotta celebrate. You gotta. I mean, I don't want to like pick and choose, but you celebrate them all, right? Playing Batman is like playing Bond. It's like playing. But Spider-Man see, you. yeah, but the difference is, are we celebrating them or are we just? putting them in front of you like 
Like the it can be both. N- n- it can be both. And you know when it was both? Spider-Man No Way Home. That's when it was both. Because Andrew Garfield got to actually complete a story arc that was really painful for a lot of people that never got closure for it, right? We got to see him redeem himself for Gwen. And and that was the most powerful scene in that entire movie about two other Spider-Men also, you know what I mean? For me. And so that was so much more than just member berries, like, right? That was that was fulfilling the promises that we never got to, to, to have. Like we, we got to understand what happened to Toby, you know, and why he was good with it. Like he became, he was, he was at a good place in his life with it, you know? And so it was really cool to see, to know, like, we're not here asking the question. Do you think that's the same one from blah, blah, blah. Like you just did with Batman. No, we definitively know it's them, you know? And that's really, that's comforting for me. But like when I see this Michael Keaton Batman, I'm like, well, I mean, you got some of the stuff. Like the Ascot like, gives it away, you know. It's not his style. Exactly. Yeah. So it just it just felt more um more shallow to me, you know, like it just like very superficial. Like and and that can be cool, you know, like if if that's what you want to go in for, if you want to go for lighthearted fun, superficial, that's cool. But I think what happened for me is I think James Gunn and the entire world hyped this movie to make me believe that we were going to get a reboot worthy of a a new, fresher, better DC, you know, going forward. And what I got was a few chuckles. And this I was movie like, movie is doing worse than Shazam 2. That's bad. Um, that's terrible. Man. Bad. <laughs> it's kind of impressive, though, really, you know. It really is. <laughs> yeah, like uh, for me, so Dennis, you and I were texting the other day, and I brought up so the way I thought this was supposed to be is it's supposed to reset the the DCU, right? Where like I took it as George. Clooney's well, that's Batman what we were Batman hyped Brave to believe. Yes. Yeah. So like I take it as George Clooney's now Batman in the upcoming Brave and the Bold movie. Like no. that's why I see it should be, but that's not how you guys interpret it, or no? The only thing I took from it was. There's a line where Aquaman and the Flash, he is like, well, what do I look like? He's like, oh, you're the same guy in every universe. And I think that's the most important nugget to come out there of this movie go. in terms of the future. That's because what I they, told you. they during yeah. press for this movie, they said, uh, I don't think it wasn't as definitive as they could have said it, but basically Blue, Be- Blue Beetle is the first film in the new continuity. It's just going to be a different universe that may or may not have Ezra Miller as the Flash, mm-hmm. but it will yeah. most definitely have Jason Momoa and most likely Gal Gadot. So, like that's that's what I got from it too. Like that's like I'm I'm on the same page as Ricky, and that's what I told Zach is like considering the tone of the movie, how it was just all kind of a joke the whole time. Uh, what I took as the, from that post credit was okay. Hey, we're willing to concede that we're gonna still keep Jason Momoa as Aquaman. So that's all. That's all you need from this. But like, probably not George Clooney. Do, probably not. Do we want no. Ezra Miller back as the Flash? No, I don't. Yeah, I, I want the TV so. guy, man. Like, yeah, get there. <laughs> I'm so I'm so tired of like having this weird invisible barrier between TV shows and movies. Like, and I know Disney's doing a lot to like, you know, finally, uh, you know, 
legitimize that. I'm still waiting. I, I still want to see the movie that, that first has my characters from the TV show in the movie. You know, like that's going to be like as big parts of the movie. That's going to be really cool because like one like Multiverse of Madness kind of did it right. I'm like, ooh, they're referencing WandaVision. But like she was already movie character before this, you know, so like she was kind of like punching well, the Marvels, you know, the, Monica Rambeau. The Marvels will be the first yeah. one, really, really. With and that's Ms. Marvel. Gonna, yeah, because yeah. it's got her entire supporting cast in it. Right. So mm -hmm. but I'm saying like it sucks that like we all know Grant Gustin has been doing the damn job. And like it's wearing it's more accurate costumes too. The you know personal stuff going on with Ezra Miller that just makes it like the the shittiest of PR situations that they could have watched. It is, in. but you know what? Honestly, I just didn't like him as the Flash. Anyways, like even even though, like I just didn't, I didn't think he was. I, I did I think he was funny and and charming. Yeah, did I think he was the Flash? No, I didn't. Like it didn't. He didn't feel like Barry Allen to me. He just felt like Ezra Miller's version of Barry Allen. And that's just that's frustrating because like every time you you watch one of these movies, you never know how it's going to do at the box office, right? And so you never and we know that the box office determines whether or not we get more. So you never know if if it's going to be a franchise that just tanked dead on arrival and we're going to have to wait another 10, 15 years before the execs decide it's time to dust this one off. And that's frustrating when you you get a weird version of your character that you were expecting. Like he was too quirky. He was just too quirky for me. Before we wrap up the flash Whoa. discussion. Well, we're wrapping already. Oh yeah. I mean, we got to talk about the other thing. We're an hour in. All right, um, this movie had a lot of cameos. What's uh, do we have any favorite cameos, any cameos that didn't work? Zach, uh, I mean, I, I loved like being a Kevin Smith fan and hearing him tell the, the Superman Live story on his uh, podcast. He was like <laughs> seeing the Nick Cage or seeing the Spider and knowing that's the Nick Cage Superman right there was is amazing to see. Uh, I mean, is the Spider reference terrible. in that in that doc? I I know I knew about that movie and I've seen a lot of the 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 uh, he fights yeah, a giant scene, spider, so. but it, I think it's a mechanical spider in the. In the yeah, Kevin so Smith so line. basically, the guy that the executive that had him write the thing basically pitched him to fight a spider at the end. And Kevin Smith was like, "Well, he Superman doesn't fight a giant spider; it's not a villain of his." And then that same thing got adapted for Wild Wild West later on. So, like the giant mechanical spider, Wild Wild West is like where that same executive yeah. or whatever used that character that scene from. <laughs> but like, yeah, just seeing that that scene was really cool to see. That was probably the highlight of all the the weird Elseworld stuff they showed. I did enjoy it. I'm like, well, fuck it, they're, they're going here. That that's a a fun, dumb direction to go in. <laughs> like, and for I me, it's like, like if, if you're going that far, yeah, if you're going that far too, like in throw Grant Gustin or throw Linda Carter, like why did you just have everyone? Like it's just weird they they would cut stuff from that scene when it's just a montage Be of crap, you know? Right, because the when when the Grant Gustin show did their crisis, they included the movies. They yeah. showed stuff, and it was really cool. And you're like, damn, they're all they're including all of it. You know, the cartoons, like everything. And so it yeah. was really frustrating to me that it didn't go the other way around. It was like, you know, we just got done watching Across the Spider-Verse where they literally said, hey, here's everything. And everybody's it, like, any that's version cool. of Spider-Man you could find. Yeah. Yeah. And then for this, we got like the cheap, the cheap discount version. You know, you got what was in the archives, you know, you used to search Batman in the Warner Brothers computer and uh, see who pops up. Yeah. 
it just made well, it. here in the story do you guys hear the story about like the the jay garrick rear flash version where like everyone thought it was the guy from the tv show basically it was just some ra- like random stock footage or like random like yeah flash character yeah. like everyone thought it was that guy though because it looks just like his face like oh it's not me it's like that's they just fine. ripped ripped some random flash <laughs> yeah. that's that's weird it well, like i wanted to like the 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 cameos at, like but the special effects on all of them were so bad that it just made it so hard for me to care and also andy machete freaking ruined the nick cage thing in an interview before the movie came out and i was uh, like why would you say that why would you tell people that that's a that could have been the best thing for me but so i knew i knew it was happening when when it happened and so when i saw the spider i'm like yeah there it is because well, the story is cool and it's funny and stupid um and that uh spider superman does fight a giant spider in uh or it's a mechanical spider piloted by toy man in the animated movie superman doomsday and kevin smith plays uh toy man in that scene it's just the opening of it but it's brilliant so they never stop referencing it so it's it's very important to to warner brothers this story but like it was too meta for me like i think that was the weirdest part about the meta-ness of this movie is it was like one layer too far it was beyond the superhero-ness of it now we're just doing hollywood meta like like do we like how many people know that eric stoltz really was cast as marty mcfly um and uh, they and they filmed like several scenes of that movie i thought oh, that joke worked though i i thought yeah because as soon as they said it i knew what it was like yeah I knew you're it was a cinephile all. you know what i mean like yeah. and so but i think i think you see you in that context i think celebrating it is was the right choice I think even if not, like just as a person not knowing, you just hearing the different like, oh, he's Top Gun or he's a Flash Dance, like just hearing like their version of the world, someone could pick up and otherwise be yeah, like, I knew it too. But yeah, I mean, did, it I communicated it. it communicated the fact, but like, I guess there's no harm in in if you happen to know that that actually almost I think more people know. Reality. I mean, there is footage out there of yeah, I know, I know. Shot, like I'm just saying, movie, like right? it just went, it just, it, I guess it made it distracting from the movie because now I'm thinking about. Hey, that is a real thing, you know, instead of <laughs> instead of just focusing on the story itself, which I felt was a very, a very light story. It just it, there's not a lot going on. I've seen it told better several times now, uh, especially in the TV show. So it was I was kind of hoping to see, like, what are you going to do different? And for me, the only thing that was really different that I really enjoyed was Supergirl. Sasha Kaya was awesome okay. and I want more. She was great. I don't think her scenes um, in like the nicest, like she didn't, Supergirl didn't overstay her welcome. She didn't like, I don't know, that sounds super bad. I did enjoy her time in there, but she, you know, she did just enough to be in the, to be a star player in that movie, but it wasn't a Supergirl movie, right? Yeah, you never want a super person to linger around too long in a Flash movie because then you start getting the questions of like, well, why don't we just have that one instead of the flash you know like it's so i appreciate having a super person show up every now and then um and i appreciate that they always have to dip out for unknown reasons in this case she dies like several times um but like the the flash's villain being a future version of himself that is getting tired but it is canon it's always happening so i guess double-edged sword right you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't um 
but it well, just made it it made it hard to enjoy the climax because I, you know it was very i was never surprised in that movie i guess is the is what i'm saying um so yeah so a uh, big thumbs down for me in this movie uh if we're doing reviews before we move on <laughs> i would i would give it a four out of ten that's probably where it is for me maybe five maybe five just dead even like right in the middle Zach. yeah I'd, I'd say like i said it's good it's it's far from great it's remarkably average you know I, I, I give it a uh, movie average. movie night on a Tuesday, you know, maybe eating some some dinner while I'm watching it, cleaning a bit, folding some laundry. <laughs> just not paying attention to the movie. It's yeah, okay. probably probably fast forward to certain scenes, you know, just to I'll, see them. You know what? I'll try to record my wife when she watches it because she's going to hate it. Like, I know she is <laughs> like she's going to hate it so bad and it'll be worth it. A laugh for me. That's now, uh, that's the only other time I want to see this movie is when my wife watches it on HBO Max. That's it. Yeah, you guys, I, I'm sure you heard. So there were like the three supposedly different endings, right? So there's the Clue one they went with. Mm-hmm. There's like the current Justice League, and there's one where it's supposed to be like the current Justice League with Supergirl. What would you yeah. have preferred the ending be? Like out of those three, what would you have liked to have gone with had they not done the Clue one? The Supergirl one. Yeah. Like the yeah the regular Justice League, and she's just randomly there now too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd nice. rather I'd rather have something that didn't lead to you and I having a conversation where we're having to speculate what yeah, is like what the hell's going on and what's yeah. not, you know, like it's well, like I, I hope you're right. Like I said, for me, it's it's the premise of the well, next Batman movie. Well, and this Clooney retired from acting. Though. Yeah, I mean, you throw like 30 million at him. He's going to retire, you know. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. He has a number. They all do. But like it's it's the fact they're using the same director to direct the Batman movie too. Like none of that makes me feel good. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, Wait, I, Andy Machete's directing the the yeah, he's gonna yep. be doing the yeah, they announced that like the same week this came out, which like uh, that does not make me feel good or maze like a make good for like, hey, you put up with this, you got this movie out the door. Here's but, a Batman movie. They yeah, announced but, that and they confirmed that it will be a Bruce Wayne Batman story. But here's the thing though, like I should I should clarify. I had a lot of saltiness here, but I think if the movie looked better, I could have been down for this movie. It just looks like a piece of shit. That's the, my problem. It was a. I mean, it's a. They've said it's so far as much that it was a choice to do the CGI the way they did it. In those I know Andy Machete's out there saying it's intentional and it's supposed to be Wa- watching it. It definitely. I could tell it was intentional, but I, well, like, that doesn't make it good. Yeah. The this the fact that like you have two Ezra Millers, like that CG's good. Like the two versions of him looks good. So like but that sometimes part looks good, it's but, not like, good. Sometimes it's not I mean, good. Most of it. But like that looks good compared to the other stuff. So, like when you figure how much work went into just having him be in every scene. But yeah, I guess that doesn't make up for like worship being so bad. What's the show where where people put like a little mouth on big th- on thumbs? You know, what? you know what I'm talking about? You know, like have you ever seen those where like where like they I've seen have, it, like, yeah. uh when they did Batman on the motorcycle and you see Ben Affleck's face like moving, it reminded me of those thumb people. Like, oh yeah, there's like thumb wars. There's like a there's like a whole there's like this production studio that makes all these famous movies, but in thumbs. And if yeah. you ever watch Thumb Wars, it's super stupid and funny. But like that's what Ben Affleck looked like to me with his horribly bad CG face put superimposed onto this stunt driver. Mine was that first when he smiles after the bridge. He looks so weird. His face looked all jacked up in that, that like, small clip. 
so bad. It's so bad. So I think for me, like, that's what makes it hard is like, I, like, I go to a movie to like, see to, to, you know, you go to a movie to like, treat your eyes to something. It's a bonus if your ears and your heart are, are also involved in the movie. But like, at a minimum, it's your eyes that should be, be treated to something, right? And so like, wow, my eyes were just assaulted for like two and a half hours. Was It was long, right? That movie was long. Yeah, about two yeah. and a half. Well, yeah. And so it made it hard for me to enjoy the other stuff. But I know the Flashpoint story is a good story. It's fun. It, it, has, it's, it has its emotional beats. There's always a Batman in, in those stories. And so uh, it's cool. But like, yeah, so if you don't care about the special effects, I think you'll have a great time watching this movie. Like, I think really, that's what it comes down to, right? Like, for me, it was just too, too hard on my eyes. Now, with that said, now I think we can move on to the thing that was not hard on my eyes. Marvel Studios Secret Invasion, the latest Disney Plus show that premiered this past Wednesday. What would you guys think? I thought these guys clearly got all the good VFX studios. <laughs> it's subtle, Zach. Yeah, I, I want to rewatch it. Uh, I watched it once, um, but if I, I'm going to rewatch it, I, it's really enjoyable. I mean, it's it's back to where like Marvel has a different tone for a show where like everything mm -hmm. seemed too similar recently where like, it's nice to have like a spy thriller, like a, a specific genre again for one of their titles. Ricky, you want to give a recap of the episode? Due to recent threats on the globe, Nick Fury returns back to earth from uh, his time on Saber, the space station that he's building or working on or whatever. And uh, he uh, quickly realizes that there is a scroll threat on the planet. And he has to stop it. He has to team <laughs> up with, it's a buddy cop story with, Ta with Talos or Talos, depending on who says the name. Uh, yeah, he basically teams up with his, his scroll friend who's like, I mean, that's like his life mate or something. That guy is, those people have moments together. Uh, but uh, Talos has re recently... Uh, suffered the death of his wife who we used to see go around pretending to be Maria Hill in previous movies and stuff. Um, and he has lost control of the scroll people. I see, I guess it's what it is, right? Yeah. I, I didn't realize they would get as, you know, political with it. And like, you know, they're a bit upset basically that Nick Fury hasn't found him a home. So they're starting to take action on their own. And that's, that's, believable that's super like it makes sense you know you gotta get it it's yeah 30 30 40 years right 30 years yeah so i i kind of dug that i dug the story i thought to set it up as like this espionage story with political uh ramifications you know like that's and yeah it's right no they 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 say them in separate lines i thought it was genius they say you know the scrolls can't be affected by radiation right and then you slowly start learning that they're trying to start, you know, uh, a worldwide conflict. And they don't put the two together. But if you're listening, like, oh, yeah, they're trying to get the planet nuked. Yeah, and that totally. And you you get it instantly. Like, uh, I thought that that little those two little pieces were brilliant. And it all makes sense. Yeah, they're going to do they're going to do the thing that Nick Fury barely avoided at the end of Avengers. Right. Like, that's like. 
and I think they they've they've picked a lane for Nick Fury, and that's I like it, right? He's gonna stop global warfare, and that's cool. I, I appreciate that. That's that's appropriate for that character, right? He's gonna be stopping a nuclear war. I like it. I like it, you know, like he's not gonna go save a, a, a hospital wing from like babies that are falling out and slip like and he's not gonna go stop you know Thanos from resurrecting and stuff like that. You, you gotta assess the power set and say what would be the appropriate thing for this character to be facing and I think they chose a great conflict for Nick Fury it's just just slightly above average right like it's he has to deal with a global threat that involves uh aliens that are slightly stronger than us but essentially they just like hanging out with us and eating our food and stuff like that you know he's also considered a wall so he doesn't have all the resources that he might might have had otherwise yeah yeah and he's also affected by either the blip or the death of tony i it's hard to tell like i think maria hill calls him out on that at one point you know because he's trying to say why he came back and you know she's like are you sure about are you sure that's the person you know like i i think i think they're implying that tony dying had had an effect on him it scared him the a bullet bit, right you know yeah it, it it was the first big chink in the armor right because like i mean i think he always knew natasha was gonna die right like that's right like that's he knew that she's signed up for that job but iron man never signed up to die for that for that job right like and and that was it was a role that nick fury pushed iron man into which eventually ended up being the sacrificial lamb and i don't i don't think that sits right with nick fury and i think that's cool um but i also think he's gonna use that guilt to to help talos do whatever he can to get control of his people or mm-hmm. you know um yeah I, th- I think see just the things we're talking about right now these are cool. These are cool ideas. These are cool stories. These are cool things that uh, I have not just seen in my comics. You know, like uh, and well, it it's it, contextually, I think it, it works for the times that we're in now, and it, it it works very much for stuff with our MC that's already been built. You know, all yeah. the heavy lifting's already done, and you're you're basically on board from the get go. And I think what's interesting about this show in particular. It's the first one in a while where we're not introducing um well first of all first one like two shows three shows that we're not introducing new main characters right this is a nick fury show we we know what he does we know what he can't do all right we're on board you know we're not trying to to flesh out his stuff you know off the get-go yeah, yeah I think, like coming in we didn't know like amelia clark who she was but now it's just the, the talus's daughters like we know mm-hmm. who she is now and there's yeah like the the other leader of the the scrolls is kind of the only new character it's not like it's, that's pretty it's easy to pick up right away you know? story right like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's pretty clean it's got, it's got it's staying in the spy and scroll lane and not trying to like blow out like the cameo list with like a billion superheroes showing up and stuff and or introducing new ones unless they do you know they could mm-hmm. They could bring Quake back, you know. I'm just saying, it's it's. We're an getting option. the roadie. Yeah, we're getting roadie for the for sure for the show. Um, but I I really like that that we're doing a story that's like just focused on Nick Fury because we've never really gotten that right. Like we've we've 
been hanging out with Sam Jackson since 2012. Or no, no, Iron Man. Iron Man 1, 2008. Iron Man 2008. Uh, and, and he's just been like peppered into each of our stories like for years now, but we never really got a story that was focused on him, right? The best we got was Winter Soldier when we got like a few, like the first act is is very heavily following Nick Fury until he gets shot and, and presumably, presumably killed, you know? But that was a taste and it was a good taste, but then we never got any Nick Fury. So like, it's really... I was excited. I didn't know this movie was going to be Nick Fury as main guy. I, I kind of thought they'd do something like they always do, which is have Nick Fury show up, be cool, and then dip out for other characters to take over. Um, so that's the most exciting part for me because, like, dude, Sam Jackson is freaking awesome. Like, so... No, he's great. And I, another perk about the show that I early episode I really enjoyed is they're letting him act. You're, you don't yeah. get Sam Jackson to, you know, he's not the action star Sam Jackson. He's, you know, Academy Award winner actor Sam Jackson. So he's, to give him these character moments, both. you know, these character moments with him and Maria, him and Talos that are, you know, funny. I think the, the comedy bits are slightly edgier, you know, in, in tone. Um, you know, they just talk about race. They talk about, you know, a bunch of other stuff. You know, it's when he says the word, I'm not going to say. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was funny. That was, that was, that was a good bit. Um, but you're getting these really good uh, moments with him that we haven't gotten in past, you know, past movies. It was it was cool. Zach, what was your favorite part of this show? Uh, I mean, nothing in particular. I just it's like I say I like the the tone of it. I mean, I like the fact that it's more grounded, it's more contained. Um, it, it fits what it's going to be. It looks like you know, and it's only six episodes. It's going to be super tight. Uh, it should be really enjoyable. Now, were you looking forward to this show? Well, was I looking forward to it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was. I mean, it's yeah, I definitely wasn't the first announced it. Like I said, I wasn't really too familiar with the story and that the scrolls kind of taken over. Are living amongst us so it was it's cool to see it's cool to see it adapted like i said sam jackson's great so far in it so i'm i'm pretty confident it's gonna be good all the way through yeah we had a, a pretty big shock at the end um we saw the demise of, of maria hill at the hands of who she i guess presumes is nick fury uh that seems to be sparking up the internet as well people some people are happy or they thought her death was you know well done other people think we haven't gotten enough time with with uh, maria hill what well, isn't we're, she we're, in the Marvels trailer? Is she in the so, like, where's, trailer? Doesn't she go to the uh, Kamala Khan's house with the creator? Right? Or is it is it a is it Photon he's with? It's Photon. Photon. Oh, okay, so she's not in the trailer. Okay, no, I thought she was in the trailer for some the reason. Trailer, dude. Okay, so no. she might really be dead then. Huh? Uh, so yeah, I've had I've had problems with that moment because, um. Because I know the character in the comics, and I also love Kobe Smolders from How I Met Your Mother. Um, I I love this character like so much that like I kept waiting for her to be the character that I know she could be, you know. Because like Maria Hill has been a really big part of the Marvel comics since the early two thousands. Like they kind of introduced her as this up and coming Shield agent that. Suddenly, actually, when Nick Fury went 
just disappeared. He went AWOL in the comics. Uh, she had to take over as director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so she was director of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a long time during a lot of the stories that Marvel has been pulling from uh, for the MCU. Like basically 90% of all the stories they tell now are all from like 2003 and on. Like they don't really need to, they don't really want to do all this stuff from the 60s or the 70s or the 80s, you know, like because like all the really cool mature stuff, most of it took place in the last 20 years. And so that excited me when we got Maria Hill in Avengers because I was like, cool. We're establishing a character that's going to pay off in the long term, right? Because you can get Kobe Smulders kind of on the cheap, right? Like she's like, you can probably get Nick Fury for like seven or eight. That's how I met your mother's money. I I mean, she has how I met your mother's money, but she's not Sam Jackson money. Do you know what I mean? So my expectation of this character was always, hey, you have her be the right hand person to Sam Jackson for a while. And then eventually when Disney doesn't want to pay those checks anymore, you slip her right in. She takes over. And then we start getting endeared to her because we've seen her that whole time. And then she starts changing shit. You know, she starts doing things her way and then it's fun. And you have to see how the superheroes interact with her. And that was what I always thought we were leading up to. But what we got was a few tiny cameos here and there. Never got to know anything about her as a person. And then she dies. I think you got more stuff about her than what you let on. But More stuff about her in this episode. But that does not justify 11 years? I think it 11 years. What? I think it sets up, you know, if it that is the nail in the coffin for the tone of the show. Like no one is safe. No, that what it does is it sets, it sets the stakes for Sam Jackson's character, but it doesn't think responsibly about the future of the MCU. Instead, it says, you know what? We owe Sam Jackson a a good moment. So we'll use Kobe as a prop to, to, for him to, uh, work from you know like so he's gonna have a lot to work off of now right his last right hand he lost he lost Coulson he lost Romanoff he lost Iron Man and now he lost Kobe you know like all he's got left is Talos like that's it that's his only other homie I guess Carol Danvers but he barely ever sees her um so yeah it's it was just kind of weird for me because yes it's gonna be cool for Sam but like I wanted stuff to get cool for Maria. I, If this episode had ended the exact opposite way, I would have been down. I would have been like, oh, shit, Sam Jackson's finally dead. And there, now Maria Hill has to solve this, this thing. That you would have been... You know that been... wasn't going to happen. What? You know that. He, he's definitely in the Marvel's trailer. Yeah. In the Mar- he's in the Marvel's trailer. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, I would have been have pretty before shocked. This, who knows, you know? That's why I would have been even more shocked if he died in this. I'd be like, well, I guess the Marvels takes place before this. Like, yeah. I, I'll i say that I think there is a chance that her death might not be final. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking is probably um, the reality is is because it's dumb. It's but dumb if this if this is the end, I, I do think her time prior and 
especially her scenes before in in this show, you know, really added weight to her to her demise. And I'm not upset with it. You know, I I I think it, it sets up what the show needs to set up perfectly. You're not upset about the white woman telling the black man that he's not ready for the job at hand. And he he's not able to look out for for himself, and then later she dies because she's not ready for the task at hand. But and you're not you're not you're looking at it as a as a racing. You're, they're friends. They're friends. No, I'm looking at it as a social issue, like not a race thing. I'm saying like it's it's more than that, right? It's it's like what was she used for in that episode? She was she was set up to die, and just impart her wisdom to the guy who's wiser than her like that was what that's that's a little that's weird do you get what i'm saying zach i don't think yeah, she's gonna die i do see your point though yeah like, that, that makes sense i mean that i'm not so i should clarify i'm just able to find the faults in anything like yeah uh, but i actually really did like the show with the exception of Maria dying, but like I'm willing to give the show the chance. Obviously I'm going to stick around for the other five episodes and I'm going to do it with an open mind. I'm not expecting Maria Hill to come back. Like I'm not, I really am not. So maybe I'll be, you know, pleasantly surprised if she does, but I won't be more angry because like I can be over it. You know, I can be done. The band-aids ripped off. They, they took a character that I thought had potential and they wasted her. Okay, fine. But I'm not going to hold that against the rest of the show. You know what I mean? Like, because I, somebody's got to die all the time, you know, to keep these stories, you know, interesting. Um, I just would like the, it uh... if it's characters like Colson, you know, that, that made you feel something when you, when you, when you see them die. Like what Coulson if they do the Walking Dust. Dead with Glenn, where he he's she's not really dead, but she comes back and three episodes later dies, like the Walking Dead with Glenn, which was just terrible. What if they do go that route? Yeah, I. <laughs> We'll, we'll yeah, get I a definitely... flashback episode next week of her, and yeah, uh, yeah. then you'll get her backstory. In fairness, IMD, IMDb says she's in six episodes. I I think it's a cop out. I, oh, I no. honestly do because it's. I know people are citing like, well, it's a special guest appearance by Colby Smolders, and if you were going to do a cop out, that's what you, exactly what you would do. Like, there's no. I, I know a lot of the credit stuff is contractual, but it's not a requirement. You know? Yeah. It could, something it could be sly. IMDb says six episodes for her. So, but again, it could be simple, superficial things like, well, not superficial, but like, like you said, they could really legitimately be flashbacks where he's like thinking about his time, you know, because like we never get to see into the mind of Nick Fury. And so that would be nice if we get to see how that relationship actually, how strong it was. And then it would be one of those fun things that by the end of it, uh, you know, we suddenly realize, oh man, she was his ride or die so hard. And then it's fun to go back and rewatch the death, you know, and then you're like, oh, now that hurts more. Well, but I, I doubt they're going to do it, that. It hit a little hard because, you know, he gets off the ship. He hugs her. Don't shake hands. They don't say hi. They hug each yeah. other. That's like the yeah. most emotion we've seen him show and up, up until this point. With her. Yeah, I think he's had more emotion with like Tony Stark. I think he's had some pretty good scenes with Tony and and Spider Man. 
He's had some pretty good scenes with Spider-Man. Technically, that wasn't him. That was Talos, but... Yes, but it was Sam Jackson either way. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows? And and who knows Nick Fury better than Talos, right? That's the, kind of the point of Talos, right? Is mm-hmm. he's, he's he knows this guy so hard that they'll touch heads. He thinks they like, touch heads. I said they'll touch foreheads for like a few seconds. Oh yeah, perfectly quiet, and you're like, um, that's your thing, guys. I don't. I'm not used to doing that with he's my. He's a single friends. man now, so. Yeah. So it, it was cute. It was cool. But like it, I think what that did is convey a hierarchy, right? Because yes, he hugged Hill, but he did that with Talos. So like Hill's cool, but she ain't Talos. Maybe that's and like that's, a scroll hug. You know, you never know. I mean, sure. But you <laughs> could teach a human hug that you could teach him the human hug. Not in 30 years, not enough time. Yeah. 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 Where where I mean it's the first episode. This is one of eight or one of six? Six. One of six. What's where do you think this goes? I, I know well let's ask two questions. Where do you think this goes? And who do you think is gonna be revealed to be a scroll at the end of all this? That's how it's gonna end, right? One someone that we have known is gonna be a scroll for a long time. Mm. See, here's the problem I have with that that the question. Okay. I think the episode already betrayed the it betrayed the intrigue of the potential of the show because in the first scene they show Martin Freeman end up being a scroll, but they don't let you ask the question, well, how long has he been the scroll? And then in the scenes, the subsequent scenes, you see people just changing here and there and there and the, like like the main bad guy changes like five times in one scene and he even changes to nick fury while nick fury is not captured not killed nothing right so they take all the stakes out of ooh, who's been a scroll the whole time because they could just be a scroll for five minutes and it's enough to do damage right so like the well, other they, thing they say you can change instantly but to take their mind it does take work you have to like stay with it right well no no they said no that's not what they said they said in um the longer you stay in your in your human form the harder it is for other people to detect you including scrolls and humans which is funny because like then main bad guy just keeps changing into things like on you know in the in the scene he's a good scroll i mean he's cool like i'm not knocking him but I, i was saying like nick fury clearly saw you it was cute to see the guy turn into all the characters that you saw in the background throughout the whole episode so he's been watching nick fury the whole time in theory i guess yeah but what i'm saying is it kind of knocked the wind out of the idea that we could have that giant thing where we're revealed to see oh this person was a scroll since 2003 like i don't think they're gonna do that i don't think they are like because it's so far it's so vastly different from the comic already because the other the other give they 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 threw out there is they already showed you the pods that they put their people in to capture them and like that in the comics was revealed at the end so you're actually wondering oh man are they dead like how long have if they've been scrolls like when did the scroll get them did they kill them? You know what I mean? Like, you don't know for sure. Well, but, that, 
That can't be all the pods. No, I'm saying, but my point is, we don't know about the pods in, in the comic until the end. We find mm -hmm. out, oh, for some reason, they kept them all. And once you defeated them, they all got freed. And oh, look, there's all the original ones that have been gone since 1985 or, or 2010 or whatever, you know, like, and it's it's cool. It's fun because like these characters have to catch up. Right. But like, I don't know that they're going to do that, like, because who? Who do you do it with that's meaningful at this point, right? Mm, I think you do it with Natasha. Natasha, no. I think you do it with Natasha. Hear me you out. You do it with, you're saying that He's it's cooler if, you're saying it's cooler if Scroll Natasha gave her life for, for Hawkeye. Yes. Because it's, 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 it's a technicality that Scroll Natasha right that i think that would be kind of cool they're breaking because he doesn't no. know and he loves her right zach is it cool is it cool if natasha comes back so the uh, grand plan all along was to do a fake out with natasha and she's behind the scenes doing cool shit is that, i think it kind that, of ruins it ruins the impact of her death being that like we think she's who she was like that it doesn't really fit with what's already happened why would a scroll uh, give her life for for the hawkeye Gotta watch the rest of the episodes to find out. <laughs> I think it's gonna be like just centered around the family dynamic more. Like I think it's gonna be mm -hmm. more the Talos's daughter and Nick Fury. And then yeah, I think it's gonna be sort of more tight, like as far as scale wise. I don't think it's gonna go too huge. I don't think. I don't think it's gonna have any giant repercussions on like oh, go back and watch these seventeen movies because that person was a scroll the whole time. You know what I mean? Like I don't Other... think it's gonna do that. Other choices that I've seen floating around are Rhodey or yeah. the president. But but the question is like, okay, if it's Rhodey, but like for how long? Was it Rhodey after he got paralyzed, before he got paralyzed? Because that's shitty. It, you know, like, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it has like, to be after, the... he, it has to be after he got paralyzed because then if you do, if you, if you mm -hmm. rob him of that, now you're just insulting disabled people. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, it's very delicate. Like they can't do anything that's of meaningful stakes, right? Like if they, if they do it to a roadie after Endgame, woohoo! I don't care. Roadie hasn't done anything meaningful since Endgame, right? You know, so like he's just been walking around in a suit, hanging out with Captain America. Sometimes. What if it's Terrence Howard, roadie? <laughs> <laughs> killing me Ricky You're killing me. but that's what I'm saying I, I don't think there's many people I can't that... I, I'm, I'm with you on that I really can't think of who they would do that wouldn't well, be shocking or disappointing right yeah like, who's the president in the MCU like there's there's not even that like, guy's a scroll they use right that guy I, is scroll I think we've literally never seen him before it's it's probably yeah, from Iron Man 3 and then we know we're getting a new president right in a year for Captain America Oh, is it a different president? Oh, uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, he's uh, Thunderbolt uh, Ross's president, president in that movie. Okay. Yeah, so that's three presidents that we've had in the MCU. They're all white men. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> Give it I the mean, times, people. Got a, a black uh, Captain America. So it's, <laughs> it's a trade-off, um, Dennis. Yeah, I, seriously. Yeah, I I want to believe like that. It could do the thing. It could do things differently than the comics because it, it already has to, right? Like it's 
-hmm. it's so like what i love about these stories is not any no longer how faithful they are to the comics it's how they've created such a rich foundation of of story that's branched off in its own direction that they can just keep building upon that foundation and it's pretty sturdy for the most part you know what i mean like so you understand when you watch this movie because you watched captain marvel because you watched spider-man far from home you know because because of all these different stories you watch you understand oh yeah it's probably the the blip was probably really rough on the scroll too because the guy that was supposed to be helping him just disappeared for five years or six years or whatever you know like you you can start working it out in your own head because you've been following this story for like 20 years or whatever or 12 15 years something like that um and it's fun and so like i don't care that it doesn't do the beats from the comic like as as long as it's got scrolls pretending to be people in positions of power we're good dude we're good we're just doing invasion of the body snatchers but in the marvel universe and that's fine with me you know, like it's it's enjoyable. Would would it be disappointing or too early to see the super scroll in this show? I think that would be weird because the super scroll is supposed to be the the guy who copies the four powers of the Fantastic Four. Um, okay. Would they do it? I guess they probably would. Yeah. That's the thing they haven't mentioned yet, though, is the sc certain scrolls are capable of copying superpowers. So that could be the thing they reveal in this episode, in this show. You know, like that's well, in the trailers, you definitely see Gravik doing some power stuff. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he, he does some type of stretchy thing. I haven't rewatched the the um, the trailer in a while. Stretchy thing. I mean, they could just argue a shape shifty thing. You know what I mean? Like, but he like shoots his arm out. Like it was, it's a pretty good stretchy thing. Okay, all right, we'll see. Yeah, but I I wouldn't mind seeing scrolls have superpowers because all we've seen them is have super strength, right? I did like that fight scene between uh, Talos and 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 the uh, the broker, uh, the the, yeah, art, the scroll, the yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was some cool violence. I was that really was cool. Enjoying it. it was yeah. cool to see him like, you know, well, let me do it. You know, I still got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fun. I, I do I do have like I'm waiting for a little bit more. Like I said, I, I think the the Maria Hill of it all just kind of like left me with a bad taste in my mouth at the very end of the episode. But it's not to say that I'm not still interested in tuning in next Wednesday. But I want I want the thing that like Moon Knight gave me or what if or or Loki or whatever where it's like I wanna feel like god is it wednesday yet and i don't feel that yet you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not there yet it was it was decent right it was it was fun it it has potential um and it doesn't have bad cg so potential and not bad cg that's that's the bar we have here at den excelsior <laughs> kind of is though right like at this point <laughs> i don't know it's either that or craven that's my that's my bar so Craven's your oh, bar, man. man. It's your bar. Exactly. Craven, the Spider-Man video game coming up. That'll be good, Craven. All right, Spider-Man 2. Mm -hmm. That's going to be good, Craven. 
Well, yeah, I mean, yes. But what what else are you looking forward to on the horizon? Because like last time you 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 earmarked the Flash, and we're like, all right, <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your next man. show in a year? Uh, yeah, shit. what's the next one you want to um, come back for? I mean, Peacemaker season two is happening eventually. It sounds like so. You know, that's probably the, the next DC Superman. highlight. Yeah. After I mean, Superman, let's, let's hope Superman turns out well. Let's just how hope that old turns is that? Well, I will see. Here's my thing. James Gunn has given us no reason to believe that it wouldn't turn out well. I mean, he did. I, I obviously the position he's in, he has to say the Flash is good, but boy, did he say that was way better than it was. Yes. <laughs> but if, he's that, also in charge true. of the studio, so yeah, it's like even the movie's crap. The press stuff that came out after that because they showed that movie like in march you know, it's been done for a minute and yeah like are we watching the same movie dude like it is just not nowhere near the hype level that it, it received no best superhero movie ever i mean yeah they, they really pitched it to be a lot they should have been like hey it's okay <laughs> yeah I know, like the amount of hype that that movie got. Was Probably the third best superhero movie of the year. Did I say that? Uh, second best. I don't know. Is is it better than Shazam? I would two? say. I mean, yeah, Guardians and Spider Man are both better, so it's a, a third okay, at best. Like, you yeah, know? third at best. Yeah. Yeah. Is it better yeah. than Shazam two? I mean, it's probably dead even. If anything, they're both pretty. Pretty meh. Not a lot. Not a lot of happening in it. I thought Shazam two was funnier. Yeah, it was definitely funnier. The tone made more sense. More consistent. Yeah, yeah. it's a tighter. Yeah, tighter story yeah. to them. So what we're saying is, I don't know. I guess watch Secret Invasion next week. <laughs> <laughs> next I, week we got I, Secret Invasion. We got Dow of Destiny on yeah, Friday. You tell me how that is. I'm no, not. you're not signing up for the Dow of Destiny. No. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big on Indiana Jones myself, so I'm not too too excited. Oh, I like Indiana Jones. I just like Indiana Jones before Crystal Skull. You don't like geriatric Indiana Jones? No, <laughs> I do not. I do not. But there's I young think, Indiana Jones in the movie too. I think uh, when. I, so here's the problem. I'm young Indiana go, Jones I, is on Disney Plus too. As if, well. if if I ever go watch the Indiana Jones movie, I'm gonna have that story in my head of like. All right, is it the good VFX teams that got that won the bid, or the bad VFX teams? You know what I mean, like, because that's what I'm worried about. Like, I I know that for the most part, Marvel gets the good ones, uh, but I have seen them falter here and there. Uh, but like, does does that love extend to Lucasfilm as well? I think more so, right? More so, they they're. Say what you will about the new Star Wars trilogies, but those aren't bad-looking movies, right? Am, am I is that a hot take? I think I like like the practical effects used more in the first. Yeah, that's why they're not the bad-looking movies. It's because they relied on practical more than they. So did. this one's it's a Lucasfilm joint. I would. That's like in their lineage, and and, and you know. I I was having concerns about the CG is not something I would have with a Lucasfilm movie. Have you seen the Gophers in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? That movie's not bad. That movie's terrible, Ricky. That movie's not is, bad. That movie's absolutely that movie has hard. a villain problem, but I don't think that those are bad movies. What do you mean those are bad movies? Why that, that, compa- well, I don't think that don't, movie is a bad movie. Don't lump it in with the other. I ones. I just watched that movie, um, and. It's it's a fun ride. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold, defend it to the grave, but I, I do think that movie gets a lot of hate because it deserves a lot of hate. 
It's terrible. Here. It's terrible. All right. Are we well, done? I've never seen it, so I, I can't go one way or another. I, I'm well, sorry for everybody who tuned into the show. We got salty. It's it's it, it happens. It happens sometimes. Um, but I I'm 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 happy that everybody tuned in and, and I'm happy that Zach showed up and I hope this was entertaining for you to talk to talk trash about the flash. <laughs> Let out your flash. Was it therapeutic at all? Did it help? Did it help to be to hear other people agree with you or uh, just you guys both helping me confirm that that isn't George Clooney isn't Batman moving forward is all I needed to know. You know, as long as that's the <laughs> truth, I'm okay with it. You heard it here, guys. Yep. You heard it here first. We can confirm it. George Clooney is not going to die. He's not. Well, Perfect. As we wrap up here, you have a better uh, chance of Justin Roiland playing Batman in the future. God. After we wrap up stuff here, anything to plug? Any, anything to plug after that? That's uh, look forward to new episodes of Solar Opposites on Hulu, uh, not featuring Justin Roiland. <laughs> I heard he got fired from all from both his shows. And we still get the money. He's like a producer on all of them. So yeah, but he still got fired. Yes. Anyways, uh, no, I have nothing else to plug right now. Uh, just look forward to. Uh, more of my art and stuff coming out on uh, the socials at Genix Media, and uh, and I will be sharing stuff soon. What about you, Zach? Uh, just my website if I ever actually posting again. So GameRote.com or at GameRote on Instagram or Twitter. That's it. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll be back in like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, we'll All check right. back in a year and a half. Nice Peacemaker season two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Unlike- our patrons for for hanging out with us too. I think we're doing a, a post show, right, Dennis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll action after this, so check us out there. Remember, patrons get that show live, and uh, if you're not a patron, you can always catch it a few days later up on YouTube. But other than that, you want to say the thing? What do I? What's the thing? Oh, you gotta see you next time, true believers. It's, oh, that thing. I feel like I that's your you, thing. I can't I say that. You wanted me to say. Uh, you have listened and we have spoken. Oh, I was like, what? oh no, that's that's the wrong show. <laughs> I was so confused. Uh, well, it's just we've been doing the show for a few weeks now. And you never asked me to say the thing. You just, just like thought, I thought you would know. It's like instinctual. See well, you next time, true believers. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs>